Contractor's journey to self-mastery requires discipline, integrity, and respect. Welcome to Hammer and Grind. What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Brad Hebner, and I'm here with my co-host, Eric Triplett, and welcome to Hammer and Grind, the podcast built for contractors. Real contractors, true stories, real solutions. Hey, at the end of the show, we're going to ask you to do something for us. If you got some value from this episode, leave us a review and share it with someone. We'd really appreciate it. Also, we want to remind you about our free Facebook group where you can interact with other like-minded contractors. It's called the Contractor Profit Group. There's lots of great conversations happening in there. Or if you're tired of being tired and looking for some help in your business, check out our paid coaching group called the Profit Club. You can find out more about that and some free training at www.hammerandgrind.com forward slash the profit club. So on today's episode, we're going to be talking about something that I think affects a lot of contractors and uh, it's, it's super important that we address this issue. We're going to be talking about the crazy cycle. You said a lot of contractors. I'd, I'd like to think it touches almost every contractor. In fact, if it doesn't touch every contractor, I'd be surprised. I think, I think at some point, at some, some level, we all hit crazy in a cycle. Yeah, I would agree with that because you know I'm, it, it affects some contractors worse, right? They stay in the crazy cycle longer. They may get to it sooner in their business. They may get to it later. But I, I think at some point, we all get into the crazy cycle. And, and actually, we might go in and out. You know what I mean? So we might hit it year two in, get the crazy cycle, and then we fix it. And then year five, we hit it again. So it's something that we need to be aware of and, and kind of protect against it. Are you saying that the cycle cycle is cyclical? That's what you just said. Are we looking at two mirrors at the same time? I think so, dude. I really do. <laughs> and so what's interesting about this is it it can be cyclical, not only seasonally cyclical, but as you scale and you, and you plateau and you level out and then you try and scale again, you get into that cycle again. I mean, I think I think it's in, really interesting that you said it's cyclical and that really struck a chord with me. Well, I mean, I think all of us go through different seasons, right, in our business. Some of us, you know, we hit it right from the get-go. Some of us start do start strong, and then we kind of go into a, a season of winter. I mean, it's all different, you know, parts of the business. But I think we should start off by kind of defining what we mean by the crazy cycle. Okay. Well, first of all, before we like really define that, let's. There's personality traits. Maybe we should wait for that. But like different people are people are built differently and people can handle pressure differently, right? Different personalities can handle things differently. So like the, the, the crazy cycle might hit people differently even. But the crazy cycle is, in a nutshell, do you mind if I just go there? Spill the beans. Spill the beans. The crazy cycle is when your business basically runs you. You know, we, we get into business, you know, to run our own hours and make extra money and like, really start to crush it. But in a nutshell, I think the most simple, simplistic way to say it is when the business is actually running you instead of you running the business. Would you agree with that? 
Yes, I definitely agree. When you're in the crazy cycle, the business is running you. But I think there's more to it than that. I think it's it's when you don't understand that it's happening to you. I think there's more of a level of ignorance to it. 100% agree with that. But in like the most simplistic form, I could say it is the crazy cycles when the business is running you. And there's different levels of that, different personalities, different levels. But basically... When you start your business, if we, you know, most of the people we're talking to, I think, come from craftsmen to businessmen. And um, if you're female, craftswoman to crafts to businesswoman, whatever. Like, so that that comes in like they don't really understand their numbers. They understand their craft really well. How to how to produce a beautiful product, whether it's a pond or a kitchen or a floor or tile or whatever it is. Craftsman turns businessman. When you get into it, you don't really know the numbers, but you think you're making enough money, you're just not, right? And so you work harder and then to make more money and then you have no time. And whether it's with your girlfriend, boyfriend, or your spouses or your kids, now you feel like that work-life balance gets out of whack. And that's when the cycle comes and like that, it's like this massive, massive tug of war between, you know, working and living. Well, um, you know, there's a, I think... One of the, like you said, craftsmen, the businessmen. So a lot of contractors fall into the trap of thinking that they're technicians, right? The book, uh, The E-Myth by Michael Gerber. It's a great book. It's my number one book I recommend everyone read first before they start their own business. But basically, it's that we start out as technicians, you know, people of of craftsmen. That's that's what we do. uh, We're pond builders. We're carpenters. We're electricians, whatever it is. But we don't understand that the the other side of it is the business aspect. And so I think that, you know, contracting is is unique because any other type of business, like say you wanted to open a retail store for and sell skateboards, right? Like you don't have to have a skill set of like skateboarding. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't have to be good at a skill. Like you you ha- you have to know how to you know, find their products and buy products and do your books and all of the business side of it. But there's not like a whole skill set that you have to do on the on the other side of it. But when you're in the trades or the service industry, you have to know how to do that trade first, right? Which is an entire career. And then on top of that, you're going to be a businessman. And I think a lot of, you know, craftsmen don't understand that aspect and they don't learn it and they let it consume them and just kind of overtake them. And and this is where we get into the crazy cycle of not knowing how to run your business and then the business runs you. Yeah, for sure. And I, and I would say uh, a lot of the members in our groups and the students in our coaching programs, that, like the evolution, if we really dissect how they came up, and I want to share this with everyone, is like they're craftsmen, they're amazing at what they do, they're, they're you know, magical at their craft, whether, whatever the craft it is, like, like Brad said, pond building, electrician, carpenter, whatever. They're making 25 an hour. They're working for a contractor. The contractor's billing them out at 75 an hour. They, they feel underappreciated. Maybe they got bad culture. Maybe they're in a position where they need to, you know, make more money for themselves personally or whatever. And they kind of topped it out with this, with this particular contractor because contracting's tough. It's hard to create opportunity for people below as a contractor. It's like, it's a tough, it's a tough racket. It's a tough business. So they, they quit working for that contractor. They start their own business. They charge 50 bucks an hour. They're making twice as much money. 
and they're going to get all the business because the contractor is billing them out at 75 an hour. So like they think they're going to crush it, make twice as much money and get all the business. The problem is, I think that is a formula to go right into the crazy cycle. It might take, it might take 12 or, or 24 months to get in there, but that's, that's, the, that's the conduit that takes you directly into the crazy cycle because you just, you're making a lot of assumptions and you didn't do your numbers correctly. And, that, and that's what I, I see happen a great deal in, in the business. I think that the ones, the, the contractors that tend to do better quicker and they, and they don't stay in the crazy cycle very long or even really spend any time in there is really how you think of yourself, right? So for me, I think of myself as a businessman first and a craftsman second, right? I, I started a business because I wanted to be a business owner. I wanted to be an entrepreneur. It just so happened that the business that I could start was in construction, right? So I think there's a very distinctive distance uh, difference between someone who just you know falls into the trade and decides to open their own business, and then you know realizes you know year three, five, seven that they're actually a businessman. They got to be a business owner, businesswoman, and then they kind of make that transition. So I think the ones that do better quicker are the ones that kind of recognize themselves as a businessman first and then the craftsman second. Because we, we know people that own businesses like painting companies and they, they don't even know how to paint, right? The owner doesn't even know how to do the actual craft that they are in the business of. Yeah, that's crazy. And I think that's what's unique about our partnership, Brad, is because I'm, I'm 180 degree opposite. I mean, I, I came into this as, a, as a, an artist, an artisan. You know, I I literally viewed myself as a technician and not a businessman, and like it just it kind of fell into place. And so, I mean, that's a tough that's a tough travel that's a tough road to travel, right? And so, that's why I think the way we coach is we have such uh, a broad spectrum of the way we advise people and, and help because we've we've seen both sides of the tracks, right? So, you know, you went to his business and then, but you're a great carpenter, right? And so I came into it as an artist and had to, had to by force become good at business. And so I think that the, the way we came to the same conclusion, we were at the same, we're at the same plateau helping, right? So, but we came at it at different angles so we can offer different perspectives and assistance. Well, I want to I want to set the record straight here, Eric. I, I was not a good businessman when I started out, so... You know, even though I, I view myself as a businessman, an entrepreneur, I still wasn't very good at it. And so that's why it took me so long to get to where I am today. And, you know, still struggling with things in my business right now, as you're aware of. So it's, it's, it's different. You know, I, I don't, if I had the choice, if, you know, if, if money wasn't, you know, no object and I could do whatever I want and I had people and staff and all that stuff, I wouldn't want to work in the, in the craft right? I don't want to go back out in the field and swing the hammer. Whereas you, on the other hand, would love to do that. You would love to have everything set up so that you could go back out in the field and, and spend time out there because you truly enjoy that. And I don't want to say I don't, I, I don't ever want to do that because there are definitely times where I do enjoy doing some of that stuff, but it's not something that I want to do a lot of, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. And And, you know, speaking about a cycle and and talking about it being cyclical, it's it's I go through phases too where I lean hard into 
you know, working on the business and getting it flowing in a certain direction. And then I'll, I'll go work in the business for a while and work with the boys and do some training and build a waterfall, whatever. And then, you know, I mean, where your attention goes, money flows, right? I mean, that's like, that's, that's the, the way you look at it. So if I, if I pour my attention into, you know, working on the business, we scale in a certain factor. And when I turn around and f- focus back into my team and do some personal training, then, you know, like our, our team gets better and more efficient. And so it's like, it's like, I just kind of like go back and forth with it. And, and I, I still enjoy both sides of it, just like you said. Well, we, we kind of went off on it and didn't, we never actually defined a crazy cycle. So let's do that right now. So the crazy cycle is like you mentioned earlier about craftsmen kind of, you know, they're working for a guy and they're making 75 or they're making 25. The, the contractor's charging 75 and they start their own business, right? Well, then they realize that they need to make more money because they're limited to what they're charging. They're not charging enough, right? They're not charging. They didn't, they didn't figure out what they needed to charge to run a successful business. And so they're out there working their butt off, not charging enough, barely making money. And they, you know, at the end of the month, they're like, hey, we got to make some more money. Maybe their spouse is saying, we got to make more money. We got to pay the bills. And so what do they do? They want to, they got to work more hours. That's the only solution in their mind, at least. And so they go out and they start working more, right? They start working Saturdays. They start working 10, 12 hour days because they have to produce more income and they have to be able to you know, support their family. So then, Eric, what happens after they start working so much? Well, of course, they start to neglect their family or, or, their, or their fitness or their hobbies. And they, they, they sometimes, unless they really love their craft, like if you just love carpentry, like, and that's like you could wake up and eat and sleep carpentry. Like there's other things in our lives that we love to do, like ride motorcycles or go shooting or play with bonsai trees, fish, whatever. Like you, if you, if you skip out on those kind of things, like you're not as fulfilled in your life. And so you're not as happy. And then it's, it's really bad when all of a sudden your spouse doesn't want to, you know, she's mad at you all the time. And all of a sudden you're in a marriage and she wants to leave you. And you're like, wait, what a second. I'm, I'm trying to make this work. So it's like, you're, you're depleting all those other important things in your life of time. And so then there's, that's, that was the tug of war I talked about early, earlier. You know, you get tugged back in the direction to either your fitness or your spouse or your girlfriend or your kids, right? And then that's when the tug of war begins. And that's when it becomes the crazy cycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you back off and now you got to make more money, you know, because the bills start coming in. So... You know, we we've we've we have some free training on our website that kind of go, dives into this a little bit. You know, profit is is this epicenter of how you prevent the crazy cycle. And so, if you're not charging enough for your services, if you're not making enough profit, then you're going to end up in the crazy cycle. I mean, that's that's it. I want to I want to bring up the ignorant part. You know, because you know, and again, ignorance doesn't mean you're stupid. You're an idiot. It just means you just don't know any better, right? So. You feel like, hey, I'm making 50 bucks an hour and, and I'm making this much per day to do the job. And if you didn't do your measurements correctly on your on your finances, you're not billing for enough. You just feel like 50 bucks. And, so here's the problem. It's like after a year, 18, 24 months, it's like, oh crap, I got to pay taxes. Oh crap, I got to pay this insurance. Oh crap. Like 
sometimes 50 bucks an hour is not enough to, to make all that happen. That's why the other contractor was charging 75 an hour for your time. And so, but the problem is that ignorance sets in. It's like, hey, I should be able to make, I should be able to make all this happen because I'm making twice as much as I used to. And so without digging into that part of it, like your body, your mental capacity, just like I'll work more hours. I'll catch up a Saturday. I'll work a little bit later. I'll go in earlier and I'll make more money and make it happen. But that's not necessarily the answer. The answer is like to communicate with your clients better and learn how to actually sell, like not just give a number, like to the art of selling is beautiful. And if you can learn that art and sell to people and learn why they want things and learn how to, you know, offer bigger brackets of, of, of what you can charge for stuff, then suddenly you're making more money. Right. So it's, they, they neglect that part of it. They don't want to learn that. They, that's what they need to focus on those kind of things. Unless you're in a position where you can hire someone to be a general manager for you and run, you know, run the whole office and all that stuff. And all you have to do is be out in the field and, and do the actual crafts craft, uh, carpentry or whatever you're going to do. That's about the only way I can think of where you can't, where you don't have the luxury of not having to worry about the business. Like you don't have to be a salesman or a marketing expert or an accountant or any of those things. Like if you can, if you can be, if you could hire someone to run the whole office and all you got to do is the work, then that would be an okay situation. But for most of us, that's not a, that's not, that's not even feasible, especially when we're starting out because we can't even afford to pay, you know, pay a salary of a, of a general manager. But I want to tell a story. When I first started my business and I had this job installing a handrail, just like an outside, like, you know, five steps down out the back door, little outdoor handrail. And the customer had a bid from another contractor and it was like 450 bucks. And I was like, when she told me that, I was like, that's crazy, you know, the materials are only like 80 bucks and, you know, they're going to take a few hours. And I, I don't remember what it was, but I, I bid it for like 200 or 250, right? Like almost half of what this other contractor bid it for. And I remember getting done and I had a little bit of challenge, but nothing crazy. And so I got done. I remember thinking, man, I, this other contractor is like ripping these people off. I mean, I did it and I, I figured it out. I ended up making like 20 bucks an hour. I was like, man, I made, or maybe it was 25. I don't remember exactly. But I was like, man, I made 25 bucks an hour on this. That's crazy. And here's the thing is like, that was the only job I did that day. And I only worked like three or four hours. Right. So in my mind, I was like, dude, $25 an hour is pretty good. That's pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) And looking back now, I'm like, what a dumbass. (laughs) Brad, you know why? Look at, I think you're a pretty dynamite coach. And you know why I think you're such a good coach? Because I screwed up so much? Because you're such a dumbass in the past. You you screwed up <laughs> so much and so often. But see, here's the beautiful thing. It's like you like you have the wherewithal to go like, hey, this was a bad idea. And like you you have the self-awareness to realize where you screwed up and how you could be better. And and then like you're smart enough to dive into it. But I mean, that's dude, I've screwed up a lot. I think that's why when I talk to people, I go, whoa, don't do that. You know what's going to happen if you do it like this? You're, it's really going to screw you over. You know why? Because I know that's 20 years of screw-ups. And so I think that's the beautiful thing about this stuff. But I, I think you're 
I think you're a great coach because you have that really great awareness and perspective. Well, I appreciate that, Eric. I think it's the nicest thing you ever said about me. <laughs> Saying you're a screw up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, what uh, we've kind of laid out what a cra- what the crazy cycle is. So what what can contractors do to kind of thwart or, you know, prevent the crazy cycle from happening? Or if they're in the crazy cycle right now, how can they get out of it? Yeah, I, w- I would say most most contractors that are going to listen to this are in it. You know, I, I, I would like to think that most contractors that are consuming our content are already like in the groove and kind of getting it. They've already experienced it. Maybe they're not in it now, but they're getting ready to hit, hit the next cycle of the cyclical cycle. We should call it the psycho cycle, the psycho crazy cycle. I already, I can't even keep up with you, man. The, the, <laughs> the cyclical cycle, crazy cycle. Exactly, man. I love it. So listen, the way out is understanding sales. You have to be able to communicate differently with your customers. It is, it is the way out of the crazy cycle is to be able to communicate with your client and understand why they want to do the project they want to. And guess what? The reason why they want to do the, the the project is not because they found you and you're amazing at what you do and they heard all this crazy stuff about you and they know you've been doing it for 20 years. That's not why they want to do the project. But most contractors focus on that. And so th- they just miss the why. And so like if you understand the why and the psychology behind sales, you're you're able to really get in, build a rapport, sell projects for better profit margins have a better experience for the customers. That is the way out of the crazy cycle. Well, I want to I want to correct you on one thing. I, I, the sales is important, absolutely, but the you know you got to have the marketing in place to get the leads to, in order to sell them, and you also have to understand your numbers. You have to have KPIs, key performance indicators, basically your the tape measure of your business. You got to be able to measure what's happening in your business and know that if you should be charging $450 for that handrail and not $250 because then you realize afterwards that you just cheated yourself out of money. So if you don't understand the numbers of your business, you don't understand how much you need to charge. If you don't understand what marketing works and doesn't work, if you don't understand sales, if you're not job costing each job, every single job where you you job cost at the end of the job and find out, did I make money or not? Did I hit my goal? my sales go. And you have to keep checking that stuff, right? It's not a once and done thing. It's a every, every job, every day, you're checking the numbers of your business. And it's not sexy stuff. It's not the sexy part of your business. I hate numbers. I literally hate the accounting part of my business. It's my weakest part of me is, is accounting. And so I hate doing that stuff, but it's important. I have to do it. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, you basically laid out the whole profit funnel and that's important as well. But the sales part of it is really like the epicenter of how to how to get out of it. But you do need to understand KPIs. You do need the leads through marketing and you need to track everything. And, you know, and Brad, we've talked about this before. I think we talked about in our webinar and some of our other coaching programs of, of KPIs, the key performance indicators. And, and then like the easiest way I can explain that to a contractor is, can you imagine building a house without a tape measure from start to finish? Build it. Can you imagine that? 
I, I can't imagine it. I mean, you got to tell the excavator when he shows up to dig your footers, hey, uh, just kind of dig in this area over here. I don't, you know, we don't know for sure what it's going to be, just whatever you think. Like, how, how would you ever even do that? Yeah, I mean, can you imagine, you know, cutting the studs and, and the drywall? I mean, there's a lot of cool tricks that carpenters have and drywall and all the, all the all the trades have really cool tricks to measure things and and do stuff but can you imagine doing some precision work of you know granite countertops and cabinets and you know crown molding all that stuff without a tape measure like running your business without a measuring tape which is the the key performance indicators how much money do you need to make where's your break even you know how who's tracking the marketing how much money did you actually make on the job? Those those measurement tools and all the different levels of the profit funnel that we talk about, they're freaking mandatory. Like you have to, to you have to pay attention to those measurements, so you have a score of what you're doing and you can navigate where you're going. Yeah, and and you know you said you mentioned earlier that sales is an important part, and I, I would agree that sales is the most important part of the process. But if you don't know your numbers and how much you need to charge, you can sell jobs for less than what you need to, right? So you could be you could be really good at sales and selling the wrong number. Okay, cool. I, I understand this this could make some sense here with like we might get an argument right now. I don't know if this Let's is yeah, I don't know if this is semantics or not, but is it is it the, the chicken before the egg or the egg before the chicken? Like we we all, we need to know our numbers. We need the phones to ring and we need to be good at sales. It, it's all, it all goes together. It's a package deal. Well, that's why we call it the profit funnel, right? Because it has to work together. And so, you know, the thing about sales is that when you start charging what you need to charge, it's going to be more than what you think it needs to be. And it's going to be more than what you're probably comfortable with trying to sell a job for. And so what happens is if you're not good at sales or maybe you're okay with sales now, and now you got to sell the exact same job for $2,500 more than what you normally would sell it for, that's where you start screwing up. Because if you're not a very good salesman and you're not able to show them how, you, how that value is worth it, then they're not, you're not going to be able to close those deals. Too many contractors run their business like by a guessing game. And that's why 96% of contractors fail within the first, dec- first decade. Because it's, it's like, I think I've told this, I want to say I told this story on, on one of our podcasts already, but this, this is really relates to what we're talking about. I remember I wanted to do this, like, this dock over a pond. And I felt it would be better just to sub it out to a buddy of mine who's pretty good at doing woodwork and stuff like that. Just didn't make sense for me to train my crew at the time. And I didn't want to mess with it, even though I I love that kind of stuff. I remember meeting up with him and he walked the job. He didn't say, you know, he didn't, he didn't give me any numbers over the phone. He didn't talk about anything. He's like, I'll run right out there. I'll come and take a look at it. I'm like, all right, come on out and take a look, dude. Do you want me to send you some pictures? No, 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 no. I got to see this place. I'm like, okay, typical contractor, right? He gets out there, we look at it over and, and then we walk out in the front because the client was in the backyard. And I'm like, like, what are we talking? I just, I, I need a number so I can pitch it to the client and I want to make sure we have all their ducks in order. He's like, I don't know, man. What? I mean, what do you think? Like 2,500 bucks? Like he just, he just literally pulled the number out of his ass and asked me, in a question mark thing, like, I don't know, what do you think, 2,500 bucks? And I looked at him like, 
are you shitting me? Like, you're just going to guess a number right now? You don't, you don't, what the? <laughs> People, contractors literally run their businesses this way. I remember distinctly going, this was many, many years ago. I remember going to the post office and I ran into a contractor and I don't remember if I knew the guy or how we got on the conversation. I just remember this conversation. This was like maybe eight, nine, 10 years ago, but I still remember this distinctively. And he said, I asked him about estimating. He said, well, I just take whatever the material cost is. Let's say it's a thousand bucks. And then I just take that times two and that's what I charge. And I'm like, well, that doesn't make any sense because what if the materials are only like $100, but it's like five days worth of work. You're only going to charge $300 for labor? <laughs> but even if it was $1,000, I mean, how does, that, how does that translate into your labor plus your profit? That's when rules of thumb, like that's a rule of thumb. He's like, oh, the rule of thumb is take your materials, double it, and that's your price. Like it's a total, total crap shoot. Close your eyes, shoot at the target, bullshit way to run your business. And then we wonder why 96% of contractors fail in 10 years. Yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't get some of that. And I think it's because it's, you know, when contractors start, they just ask another contractor and it's like the blind leading the blind, right? It's like the, the contractor who you ask has only been in business for five years and he's going to be out of business in the, within the next five years. And somebody's asking him, hey, how much do you charge? And they, you know, oh, I just charge 30 bucks an hour and then plus whatever the materials are. And it's and then they go out. Oh, okay, that sounds like a good idea. I'll do that too. And then it's just the blind leading the blind. This this is when it comes into the going rate. What's the going rate? The going rate is some jackass contractor, you know, with a wheelbarrow and a shovel in the back of his truck, and hires a couple guys from Home Depot, at the, you know, at the at the hardware store, and goes to someone's backyard. Doesn't have workman's compensation. You know, doesn't take care of the employees. And that's what's going to set the going rate. I mean, that, that's what happens in the contracting world. Well, what's the going rate? Well, the going rate is not going to be set by some jackass contractors that don't know what they're doing. I won't, I won't allow that to happen. And the people that get on our coaching programs, that we're, we're not going to let that kind of stuff happen. We don't play the going rate bullshit game. Well, here, here's, the, here's the reality. And this actually pisses me off. I, I, don't, I, I hate this thing. And that, the people who set the going rate or the lead generation companies like Angie's List and Thumbtack and all those companies. And it's because they write articles, right? Because they understand SEO. They'll write articles. How much should you pay for this job? How much, how much should a bathroom remodel cost? And it's the Angie's List is writing the article and it's taking all of the jobs that they sell from the contractors that don't know what the hell they're doing and don't know the numbers and all of a sudden, the, con the customer goes and reads these articles and it says, you should be able to get a bathroom remodel for $6,000. And that's what the going rate is. And, and so this is going to spin back to understanding sales because you have to be able to, to communicate with your clients through that and help them understand that, that you're providing a different value. Because if, if the going rate for a bathroom allegedly is 6000 but you really need to charge 18. You have, you know, I don't want to say a lot of explaining to do, 
but you have a, a lot of rapport that needs to be built. You have a lot of value you need to build. You have a lot of foundation that you need to lay out with the client as you explain you know, your pricing structure to them and still be able to win them over at that triple rate above the so-called alleged going rate from the jackass contractor. Yeah, and and this will be another talk, another podcast, but another part of this equation that contractors don't understand, and it, it is part of the marketing funnel, or I'm sorry, the profit funnel, is marketing, right? If you're going to charge three times the going, you know, the quote unquote going rates set by Angie's List, if you're going to charge three times that, you can't be rolling up in a you know beat up truck that's rusted out wearing you know a t-shirt with holes in it that has like says Hooters on it, you know, and wearing a a Coors Light hat, you know what I mean? <laughs> Walking up there and be like, hey, I'm going to charge three times as much. <laughs> like you just, uh, you're not going to be able to sell a job like that. That image you just described is, is priceless. It'd be even better if there's a ketchup stain down the middle of the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to have your, your marketing and your, you know, image on lockdown. So I don't want to get into marketing, but that, that that's the basics of the crazy cycle. It's just not knowing your numbers and then working harder to try and make up for it. I think we talked about it in the podcast, 90s, why, why contractors fail, right? This resonates with me so much because I'm just, I'm amazed and gr- grateful that I made it past 10 years, right? I didn't, I didn't fall to this because I was in the crazy cycle many, many times over. And so I'm so grateful that I, I made it through that. And I'm so thankful and excited about sharing like, ways to stay out of that with with people through our podcasts, coaching programs and groups and all that stuff. I love that. So I, I was just going to say, let me think about this for a second. I, I see you want to say something. I don't want to say anything. I just want to see you flail and not knowing what to say. <laughs> I guess, I guess, I, you know, I, I want to talk about shortening the learning curve, but I was going to go somewhere and I got, you know, I was looking at your ugly face across this thing and, you know, you, I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> Um, let me think about this for a second. I'll get back to it. All right. I'll just make some noises with while you're thinking. Maybe I'll do some beatboxing or something. Entertain the guests. <laughs> All right. Listen, I know where I was going with this. And if this doesn't get edited out, it's cool. I don't care. Because sometimes my mind wanders on this kind of stuff. But here's the thing. If a lot of contractors going through the crazy cycle, it's it's a, it's a tough road because... People lose their kids. People go through divorce. And this is a rough spot. And, and that's why it hurt. And I, I think I lost it a little bit here. But, you know, people lose friends. Like, because they just, they're grinding so hard. You know, and grinding is good. But grinding with a little bit of intelligence and foresight and coaching is a good thing, right? Because the grind is important to make this all work. But what's what's horrible is some contractors get in the crazy cycle and they fail in less than a decade. And that might be a good thing. That might actually be a blessing. It's the contractors that somehow, some way fight through that decade, past the decade, and then go for another decade or two in the crazy cycle. Like they're living a living hail going over and over and over again and up and downs and hitting home runs and then almost going bankrupt and like losing their next girlfriend. I know guys in this crazy cycle that have been there for 30 years. 
and it's it's tough to see. It's tough to watch. And and when I try and help them and and I can't pull them out of it, it, it like breaks my heart. And so, you know, if you're in the crazy cycle right now, I would say if it's been less than a decade and you can't handle it anymore, maybe just pull the parachute and jump out and, you know, find some other thing going on in your life where you can make money and be happy. But if you grind it out through and you pass that decade, for the love of God, man, find some help. And I hope you find this podcast and it inspires you and you read a book and, you know, you get into some groups, you get surrounded with some rock star contractors. Maybe you get to a point where you study sales a little bit, you get a little bit better. Maybe you can afford jumping into a coaching program and take your business to a different level. Cause we, you know, you can pull out of it with a little bit of guidance. Sometimes you're so in it, you don't see the forest of the trees. You need someone outside of it to kind of guide you through and show you the light and pull you out of that living hell. Yeah, Eric, that's well said. You know, for me, it uh, one of the things that changed my trajectory was getting help. You know, I, I, I bought some books. I think we talked about the one book, Markup and Profit by Michael Stone. That's a great book to read if you don't understand numbers. But even just hiring someone, getting into you know Facebook groups. The, the thing now, it's one thing that's so great about social media now is the groups that you can get into, right? There's so many groups out there that can help you in your business. You got to be careful because there's also a lot of toxicity in those groups and a lot of negative you know, thoughts and a lot of bad advice. But you can also get some good advice in there as well. But that's why we created the free group, the Contractor Profit Group, because we wanted to be able to have a group that contractors could come to, share thoughts and, and advice. And of course, we you know we do moderate that. So if someone's spitting out some bad advice, we're going to be shutting that down real quick. So if you if you're looking for something like that, join the free the free group, uh, or just get help somewhere. I mean, Eric and I, even though we're coaches, we actually have coaches too. I mean, we have our own coaches that help us in our businesses. So it's, there's no shame in that. I mean, this is almost like seeing a a therapist, you know, back in the day, it was kind of embarrassing or it was almost frowned upon if you went and saw a therapist or a marriage therapist, you know, counselor or something like that. And I think that's a bunch of BS. I think we all need help at some level, whether it's mental help or business help or relational help or spiritual help or whatever it is, there's nothing absolutely Nothing wrong with getting help, and it's actually I encourage it. Yeah, I think I think um, I think we wrapped this up, Brad. I, I don't think I don't think I could see anything else to kind of drive this home is to um, you know get a book, listen to a podcast, do some stuff, you know, dive into this. There is a way out. There is a way out of the crazy cycle, and I think some contractors feel helpless in there and they don't know how to get out. But getting out is by asking for help and reaching out and, and having someone. In a, in a positive group, reach their hand out and grab your hand and pull you out of that living hell. Listen, when you fall in a big hole, you know, 10 foot deep hole, you can't see anything around you, right? You just, all you can see is the walls in front of you. It takes somebody walking by to reach down with their hand and come down and pull you out of that hole. That's what help does. That's what coaching does. So find somebody if you're in there and, uh, you know, get some help. So let's, let's, uh, let's end it there. Eric, take us out of here. 
Thank you so much for spending time with us tonight. We really appreciate you. This one hits really home hard, hard with us because we've been through the crazy cycle. We've made it past the decade. We've reached out for help. We've got coaching. We've got training. And now we're turning around and helping others. And so this is this podcast is really it's super, super important to us. Do the world a favor and share the podcast with some other contractors that are like-minded with you so they can know that they're not alone in this tough, tough grind of a journey. Uh, you can reach out to Brad and I through DMs in Facebook and Instagram. And we would love to see you over on our um, on our free group, the Contractor Profit Group. And if you want to raise yourself to the next level, hit us up in a DM and we'll see about getting you, see if it makes sense for you to jump on into the Profit Club where we grind it out and, and get crazy with all of our rock star contractors in that group. So that's it for tonight. Catch you on the next download. Thank you so much.